The following is a Stick Boy We Talk production. The following contest scheduled for one fall. I am the man. Joshua Adam Lamar is not with the ultimate babyface, Mr. Joel Johnson. How goes it? And the futurist, the crown prince of charisma, the founder of We Talk Podcast, Martin, ladies and gentlemen. It's uh, it's Martin, but don't Martin. worry about it. You'll get it right someday. I had to hit the little hey, yo. side of it there, so, you know... I hope you guys appreciate that I stopped watching Bret Hart matches in order to come do this. Wow. That was okay, what that I was is... immediately doing right before. Wow. Now so I feel bad. Yeah, you should. You should. <laughs> oh, man. He does this. He, he's, it was watching this one match. It was the Islanders versus the Hart Foundation, and he does this one spot. I've never seen it before, and it's so damn clever where, where uh, Neidhart and, and Haku they're in the ring and they smash together and they fall down and they're both on the ground. And he and Bret Hart runs to the ring and instead of pulling Neidhart closer to him, he pulls he pulls Haku closer to him, away from his own corner. It was genius. Oh, that, is smart. that is smart. Genius. Oh yeah. Well, so good. Something that's not genius is uh, deja vu. Four fifteen says I just fired your ass as. Uh, uh-huh. We are here again, gentlemen. Not as many cuts, but in some ways, all respect to the the the, the performers from last year. Some, you know, maybe some names that are going to change the business again this year. Maybe some bigger names this year. Uh, Don't be surprised if there's more tomorrow. It's the uh, thing. I, I wouldn't be shocked if there is. So, you know, if something bigger happens tomorrow, I mean, maybe an Alistair Black potentially could be on that name list. I mean, there Ricochet. was I, I, Ricochet. Could be yeah. one. I mean, there was. Cedric. I don't think. It, yeah, Cedric Shelton. I don't like. I mean, I was almost waiting for Shelton to be cut to have deja vu because if you remember, the last time Mickey got cut, she got cut with Shelton. So I was like, I was like, almost wondering if they were going to keep deja vu and cut her with Shelton. Yeah, could have happened again. It's uh, still, like I say, it still could. I mean, there's a lot of guys who got to be sleeping a little bit. A little, uh, you know, this happens every year, so I don't know why we're shocked, but there's got to be a lot of guys they who haven't been doing the mania cuts though for a handful of years. Not quite like this, like like yeah, you know, where where it felt like everything had was steady, didn't feel like like you didn't have that sense of dread that you had most years knowing the yeah. cuts were coming. It caught me off guard because I was like, what? They're doing it again? Like yeah. why? They're well, they just you know, a billion they, that's so much deal. money. Why? Yeah, you have a billion-dollar deal. You have Stephanie all WrestleMania week talking about World Cups and opening NXT in different countries. Like, well, wouldn't you want as many performers as you could at that point? Uh, you know, I don't really get it. And, you know, you're dealing with the women's division, as we're going to talk about, that, you know, you're going to get to a point where what are the horsewomen going to be in two years? Sasha Banks really has done it all now. And, you know, no doubt when Sasha has a match, she's going to be able to have good matches. Flair's kind of done it all. Becky's on her way back, but she's kind of done it all. And Bailey is still great, but she's almost done it all. 
and now you're starting this next generation and you have just people that you let go that could be really beneficial and a women's division a tag division which is i think the most hurt here that really could have used for the performers that you cut in this because that that division is so stagnant there was a post last night this tamina and i texted to joel martin uh of Everyone's like, oh, you can't ignore Tamina getting cheered. We need to push Tamina. It's like, it wasn't about Tamina. It was about them not wanting the title on Naya. Yeah, yeah. It's not, you, and you can't, just because she's getting cheered, I'm, I'm sorry, frankly, at 43 years old and the oldest woman in the division, you, that's not who you need to be pushing. You know, uh, and, and even if you look at, that's the thing. I mean, you talk about the horsewoman. I mean, sure, Becky's back if she comes back or whatever. How long is she going to be back? Uh, you know, um, it's Lacey Evans. When is she coming back? Isn't she? Uh, Sasha, you know, she has a lot of options on her on her plate. Yeah, she's uh, with Disney right now, so that's a game changer. Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, so, I mean, you're looking at, if you're looking at Charlotte, Asuka, and Bailey at the top, and now they're trying to put uh, Bel Air and Rhea up there, which they need to do. But you look at the undercard, and it's it's kind of the same thing. It's kind of very much... Uh, You're not uh, pushing even, even the, the Riot Squad. Well, that's the thing is, the Riot Squad's been there for years. Uh, Mandy Rose has been there for years, you know. Uh, Dana Brooke has been there for years. Like, even their undercard is not fresh in any way. It hasn't nope. hasn't had any, any life breathe, breathe into it. And when you look at the the uh, tag match that they had for the titles, uh, uh, you know, at 36 years old, um, Nia Jax was the youngest person in the ring. You know, mm-hmm. with Tamina being 43, Nia or uh, Baszler being 40, and, and, and Natty being 39. Uh, you know, not to be ageist or anything like that, but they need some new, new blood. They, well, they need Rhea Ripley to really hit it out of the park. Yep. And I think Raquel Gonzalez is a really good talent that they have, and there is some other talent in NXT that's going to be good, but as you and I were talking about before, and I don't know what Raquel is, and that kind of brings us to the cuts. Yes, we'll get to Samoa Joe. That is a huge cut. That's going to have so many fun potential matches here. But I think the biggest thing here is the women's cuts of Chelsea Green, of Mickey James, and of the Iconics. You know, Peyton Royce cut out a fantastic promo on Raw Talk about a month ago. They had the internet buzzing. And she came out and had a pretty good match with Asuka. Wasn't seen again. Billy Kay has been one of the most entertaining women on the roster. She, you know, people wanted her to be the host of WrestleMania. She got at least a spot in WrestleMania. She's gone. They never should have broken up the Iconics in the first place. Chelsea Green and Mickey James go into business for themselves and build up this excitement of this tag team with the two of them and this idea that potentially letting Chelsea become what Mickey was to Trish. And they have this whole story. They start building online and getting people excited and people could see like, oh, she could be like what Mickey was. And now Mickey's going to see it on the other side. And we know Chelsea did this in TNA as the hot mess. This is going to be super exciting. And that's all gone today. And there's two two teams that are just gone in the women's tag division, just like that. And four super talented women. Mickey, not you know, not as young as you were talking about, Martin. But Chelsea Green, still really, really young. And iconic, and fresh. also stupid. More yeah, than anything fresh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, she just comes in, gets hurt. Like, they never really use Chelsea Green for anything. But, I, anyways, I've gone on and on. Uh, I'll let you uh, take it now. Oh, Joel, what does you have to say? Yeah. He hasn't said the thing yet. I like you. So you look at you look at 
the cuts that have been made and you look at the roster, like you look at the company as a whole, because you have to look at WWE as a whole. And this roster is thin on main main event talent for the guys. Uh, it's going to be thin for main event talent for the women. Uh, your your te- your women's tag team division is, as you guys have said, it's abysmal. There's nothing there's nothing really there, and just these cuts seem very strange and lacking logic. But that's part of the course for WWE apparently, because WWE lacks threading the needle together on everything and making things work and having some sound idea on what they're doing. So you look at the women's division, you look at cutting the Iconics, you look at cutting Chelsea Green, you look at cutting Mickey James. There's all these threads that could have been pulled on that you could have easily done Mickey James versus Bianca. You could have done Mickey James versus Ryan Ripley. You could have done a number of different things with this ta- these talent that could have provided you more ways to make more money. WWE seems to hate to want to make money because all that's what these cuts suggest ultimately is they they look at everything and they go, "Ah, we we don't need to make money." And I mean, no, no, you're wrong. You have to keep in mind they don't need to sell tickets or anything like that to make money no. anymore. That's the key. that with Saudi and Peacock. Yeah, they, like, they with Peacock, Saudi Arabia, uh, the, you know, um, and and the deals they Fox. have from from Fox and and from the USA Network, they don't need to sell merchandise. They don't need to sell tickets. They don't need to have high ratings. They just need to provide content. Yep, and the name that's it. So it so well, the, they're making more money than ever. Yep. The, the the thing is with with that is if you you have more hours to fill. Why not have a bloated roster? Like, why not have these people and go, okay, we slot them here, we'll slot them over here. Why have the same people appearing time in and time out, time out? Because it's just gonna, you're, that runs more risk of injury, that runs more risk of burnout, more more risk of audience burnout. But I, I do think you are right. I do think that at this point they're they're just they're they're guzzling in money and it just. I, I as a talent, I don't see the purpose of signing with WWE more and more now because the likelihood of just sitting and catering or having little spurts of something or going the Cesaro route of a decade plus of just trying to chug along, I just this company doesn't as as an employer does not strike me as appealing as much money as they're making. Does not strike me as appealing. Who's been the male? We'll talk more about these cuts, but you know, for the female side, I guess a little bit better with WrestleMania happening with the horsewoman and the single side, right? Like Rhea's a champ and Bianca's a champ, and you have the horsewoman. Sure, women's been okay, but can I guys ask you, like, who has been a young upstart male wrestler that hasn't been there before, like Bobby or Drew, that they have right now that say like? That's the guy they can go to. Because, I mean, you listen to any guy that Paul White or Christian, they go like, oh, I can't wait for to wrestle Derby Allen in AEW or to wrestle this this young guy or this young guy. Darby's name always comes up, and he's or Orange Cassidy, right? I mean, Who the only young that? guy you can think of is Ray's kid, but I don't think you can go to him. As no, like, I, I don't think you can build around. No, like, yeah. is there anyone else? 
I mean, they've they've killed off Alistair Black. Yeah. Uh, Andrade's gone. Uh, I mean, people could be excited about wrestling Adam Cole, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things going on with that. I mean, you look at NXT and be like, oh, there's a bunch of guys that I could wrestle on there, but it seems like that that's at a standstill for call ups. Um, like Buddy Murphy, they didn't. They haven't called up anybody yet, and maybe they call up somebody to SmackDown, but it's not like in past years where they called up a whole bunch of people, you know, Mm -hmm. and and refreshed the roster in some way at least. I mean, all they had was a couple returns, and you know, uh, like it's it's not the same. Well, and 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 I mean, the other thing is one of the one of the talents that they did have that they that arguably had a decent mania that you could have done more with Damian Priest. He already lost from a distraction and a roll-up. Like, plus, he's in his late 30s. You yeah. Know? He's, he's not already in, almost 40. Yeah, so he's not young enough. How old is Ted Lee? He's going to be pushing young? his mid to late 30s, I think. I think he's in his, I think he's 35 or 36. We can, let's look it up here. So Keith may be the one that they have that's been, was okay before the injuries took the best of him. But they don't have like a Darby Allen. I mean, it it was Velveteen, and <laughs> I think that's the most disheartening thing about the cuts is Velveteen and Theory and Riddle still on the roster. Well, I mean, Velveteen is the young guy you actually could build around if if not for his, you know, um, issues. Has, I mean, yeah. as far as somebody as far as somebody who has the charisma and has the the uh, athletic ability and has the youth. You know, but I mean, how what does it look like if you push this guy? And by the way, Keith Lee, thirty six. Yeah, see, so he's not young. They don't have like because Darby's what twenty three, twenty four. I think he Darby might be twenty seven. I think Darby. I think he's twenty. Yeah, Darby. Okay, I'll, again, I'll look it up. He's twenty eight. Okay, so Darby's twenty eight. Uh, Sammy Guevara is twenty seven. Um, MJF. Is 25 now, I think. Yeah. They just turned so 25. All 20s. And, and, and yeah. Martin, you brought this up during the Royal Rumble, uh, right? Uh, the age oh, so side old. of things. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And I just, like, again, like, when anyone's gone to AW, like, the name that keeps on coming up is Darby. And I, number one, Darby's super talented. Don't get me wrong. But I also think it's, like, a young talent that hasn't been seen anywhere. Yeah, like, we're all happy for Bobby Lashley right now. I think we're all extremely happy. And, Look, the age thing isn't a full side of this. I mean, because if you look at Joe, I think once he was off commentary, the internet collectively cheered and be like, oh, baby, we're getting Joe and Bobby Lashley. This is the start for Joe. So it's not at times an age thing, uh, but they need to do a better job with that uh, and, and building those stars. And some and for some of these people, they cut like, I think Joe obviously had his, he had some moments there. He, you know, the, the Lesnar feud was probably the biggest one that he had there. Uh, that he did a great job of building that up. But remember the old pay-per-view? They could have done so much more, though. I mean, it went yeah. one show. I mean, I the fans fire. were into that. Fans believed in Joe. They could have done so much more with that. Yeah, Great Balls of Fire yeah. was the show that Joe And And you know what? Frankly, they've also lost their best announcer all of a sudden. Uh, yeah, and they added an... an I don't want to judge Verk after one show, but it was not good. 
I think I think wrestling is something that it's not like sports where it's because no. you you've got and especially WWE you have a quota to fill for Vince. You can only say certain things a certain way at a certain time. You have to hit all the sponsorship marks. There's there's a lot goes into That's it. That's so why I appreciate know, Michael Cole because he knows how to do all that shit. It's not easy. I, I don't think I would rule him out just yet, but it I, it's going to take some time and it's going to depend on what chemistry he builds around him in the announcer table, and it, it's going to be very interesting. But uh, Cole Cole is. There's a reason why Michael Cole is still very much there. He doesn't want to be. He wants to leave. He wants to. He's been kind of like he wants to retire soon. But they just. <laughs> I even, I like. I actually didn't mind Tom Phillips. I like uh, the dude in NXT right now, uh, Vic Joseph. I think he's okay. But there's a certain tone as a wrestling broadcaster compared to being a baseball broadcaster. And I. That, you know, having the name of Adam Verkin, he's one of the best baseball broadcasters there is, but it's so much different. And I mean, you can't come in and not know the moves. There was a point, there was two examples there with Verkin. I know we're all over the place, so I apologize, folks. But uh, there was a point where there was uh, a reverse electric chair and he's like, what a crazy move off the shoulders there. And then there was another one when Rhea had a Samoan drop. He's like, nice backwards drop. I'm like, that like... I'll maybe excuse you from the electric chair. You know, you're starting, but you should know a Samoan drop. That is a very basic wrestling move. Well, and it it, it also goes into question uh, WWE and NBC Universal because I imagine that was that this was a mutually decide upon decision to bring him in. Uh, you got to wonder how much time he actually had to prep. How much of a wrestling fan is he actually? Like, there's a lot of things. Because you look at Excalibur's knowledge, which I love listening to Excalibur talk on AEW just because of his knowledge and just what he brings to that commentary team. Because he knows all the moves. But that's years of experience. And for him, you got to wonder how much time did they give him to get the vocabulary down, to know what he's looking for, to know what to call it. It, that that would be a question. Maybe they gave him plenty of time and he just flaked on it. Who who knows? But it's it's one of those things that I question because it wouldn't be easy. I don't know all the names of the wrestling moves. Like uh, thank God Excalibur's around because he'll say something and be like, oh yeah, that. But it's something you would study. You know, like for me and neither one of you guys like can put your your yourself in these shoes. I have I am a play by play guy, right? I've been a play by play guy for almost ten years now. So when situations like this come up, you study everything. I had to do volleyball, and I had to do track and field, things I knew nothing about. And I had a week to study for those. I didn't, like, you know, I just thought, I thought it was a spike. It's not a spike. It's a dig. You know, there's different terms when you do volleyball. And I learned them because I knew people that are turning in to listen to me call volleyball. They want the proper terminology. So I, I researched and did my due diligence to find everything. I don't expect you to know all the moves, but you should know what a Samoan drop is. You should know what a DDT <laughs> is. You should know certain moves like that. And you should learn that I'm there's different inflections, right? Again, taking my experience of it, when I do basketball and there's a crazy dunk, I have a high inflection. Oh, my God, what a dunk. Or a big three. Three at the buzzer. But it's a different inflection when I'm calling track and field. And oh, I, I mean, obviously – 
I mean, yeah. that's obvious when you're looking, listening to someone like Jim Ross, that's what he still yeah. does well. Yeah. You know, is knows when to have the inflection or the excitement, when to, you know, pull it up and pull it down. Um, and, and yeah, Adnan Verk is, a, you know, I'm, I'm not going to judge him, like I say, too much too early, but, you know, let's see how he is. And I also am not going to give him too long. You know what I mean? I'm not going to give him like three Adam years. It could be exactly. Mike Adamley 2.0. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I, this Same could, thing. Mike Adamley was a really good football broadcaster. I believe it. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. It's going to be one of those things where you got to, like, he's done one one night. Let's see where he is, say, in a month's time. And, I mean, if this, again, this comes down to, has has it been reported whose decision this was? Was this Vince's decision? Was it we like, don't know. See, like, there's, like, uh, that's, that's my big question. Cause this we don't even know. Nothing like this happens without Vince having some say. Yeah. We yeah. don't even know who the SmackDown team is tomorrow. Like, I, I had started wondering, okay, it's going to be Michael Cole. And when Joe wasn't on Raw, I was like, oh, well, he's still on the talent roster. This was after the press release of the new Raw team. I'm like, well, my guess is that maybe they really like Joe and, and Michael Cole together, so they're going to put Joe on SmackDown now. That's, yeah. That was my assumption. So now, and then I was like, oh, okay, well, they tested Mickey out at NXT because Mickey did some broadcast stuff for NXT, and I thought she was okay. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe they're going to put Mickey with Michael Cole so they can have a, uh, you know, a woman broadcaster and build up Mickey in that way because she seemed to do okay in that role. But NXT, and I thought maybe that was a testing ground. And now both those options are gone. I don't necessarily know who's going to be with Michael Cole on Friday now that Corey's on Raw, unless it's just going to be like, yeah, Corey's I think on both. Nights. Corey's on both. Seems like go. the best get to me. Best yeah. guess to me. You yeah. know, at least he's never said Jamaican me crazy. You yeah. know, so could yeah. be worse. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's it's. It's fascinating because I completely forgot about Mickey being on the NXT, and you brought that up, Josh. I was yeah. like, "Oh, that's that's not a bad way to go." She was Mickey. she was fine. She did the, like, the the dark match or the pre-show match, and I thought she did okay. Like that's that could have easily been a, a nice transition because you were talking about maybe she does commentary, and that's where mm-hmm. maybe Nick Aldis pops up on NXT. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. could have been been a, a combination there and now it's just like yeah nah like she's it, such a talent man mickey you know i th- she can do so many good things in this industry and she is such a wealth of knowledge to be around these women i think you can never have enough with you know with her and natty around in that locker room and you know maybe we don't want to see them you know on a mainstream wrestling as much and they do need the younger talent like we're talking about but Having a Natty Nyhart or having a Mickey James in the back is so valuable. Well, there's nothing wrong with having uh, an older performer who's there to teach and there's a, a player coach. I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, we see there's several guys like that at AEW, frankly, guys yep. like Dustin Rhodes, you yep. know, who are older and Kazarian and these guys. And even Christian now. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, Daniels is 50. <laughs> I always forget about that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, there's nothing wrong with that as long as they don't. As long as you're still finding time. And, and, you know, I mean, we mentioned some of the young guys, but we forgot, like, Jungle Boy. And Ray Phoenix. Pardon me? Jungle Boy is 23. 23. Wow. Uh, Ray Phoenix is 30. You know? 
um, wow. and fresh. Uh, even the Young Bucks, while they're not as young, they're fresh on the national on the national stage. Same with Kenny. Yeah, exactly. So, and Cody I mean, feels fresh. Cody feels fresh as well, you know, and he's certainly not past his prime. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of more, you know, even even uh, you know, uh, Alex Reynolds and and John Silver are, are like late twenties. You know, like well, there's the a lot Nightmare of guys. Family, right? The new Nightmare Family, everything they're building up there. Uh, and I thought you guys brought Ricky that up Starks. Yeah, Ricky Starks. Starks. Yeah. Uh, Kip Sabian is young. Uh, um, yeah. How old? So many. Miro. Yeah. How old is Miro? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you in about 35 seconds. Because I so, just. Well, Orange Cassidy is fresh, even if he's not young. He's in his mid 30s, but he's fresh. Freshly squeezed. <laughs> Well done uh, there. Well done. Yes. So let's let's kind of Miro's thirty six. So that's, so that's, that's still. Like, I still think that there's something to pick off that flower. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So let's let's push back here and kind of go through each of these cuts quickly and kind of tell, say kind of say what our thoughts are, where they could go, and everything like that, like we did last year. I'm going to start again. All respect to these talents. I think anyone that you know is able to make it to WWE or make it to anywhere. And all these performers have shown some talents, but there's obviously talents that stick out more than others. Uh, so I'm going to start off with the ones that maybe well, don't. One stick thing out is as just much. before you do, just yeah. one quick question: sure. Have you heard? I, I've seen a lot of people um, who are upset about these cuts. Um, yes. People like and people in the industry, people like Renee Paquette, you know, being upset about these Woods. these cuts. Woods is pissed off. Woods Randy is another was one. Off yeah. Too. Randy yep. Orton was pissed off, which it's not been a good week for Randy Orton. His family, he had to pay for his WrestleMania tickets. And what? he was told about the finish of the Fiend thing apparently an hour before Mania. That I heard, yeah. So um, Randy has not been in a good place the last 48, 72 hours. Yeah, I heard that about the change to the, or the, yeah. the last minute change to the Fiend match. Yeah. Um, but, but uh, well, we've seen a lot of these people be upset. From what I've seen, I don't think any of the, uh, any of the talent released is upset. And that's no. telling. I haven't seen yes. anything that says to me these people are upset. Most of them look relieved or sound relieved. Yeah. See, and that's is you. It's beating a dead horse. And you go through countless podcasts that we've had. You go through countless Meltzer podcasts, uh, the Post. There's a point where there's a sign that there is very much a rot, and this WWE body, well, it's guzzling in money the body itself is like there's something internally wrong with that body that is leading things to wanting to flee from it because it doesn't want to be attached to it anymore and there are going to be some people that will want to and be like i've got to have my wrestlemania moment but i mean at some point you got to look at this and go i remember when talent would get cut and they'd be like well, I'm screwed. There is no work for me anywhere else. I'll never make the type of money that I did unless I stay in WWE. Now, talent can go elsewhere, make pretty good money, and I don't have to worry about the WWE system. And I think that's relieving for a lot of talent. But there's, you can't deny that there's not something very fundamentally wrong with the world wrestling entertainment. Okay, so I'm going to go through. But the only one that kind of seemed a little upset was Billy Kay, but I'm sure she's also relieved that maybe she gets to be back with Peyton again. Um, but anyways, I digress. So let's start 
uh, at the bottom here. Again, all respect to these talents. Uh, Wesley Blake, he really didn't do much after the breakup of Blake and Murphy. He was in the Forgotten Sons, and then obviously the one dipshit got into stuff during BLM, and he was kind of fell to the wayside of that. And then Jason Riker obviously went with Elias. Uh, where do we see Wesley Blake going? Just kind of around the indies? Nah, uh, if he even continues to wrestle. I mean, yeah. some of these guys will not continue to wrestle. I mean, not to jump ahead too far, but Bo Dallas, I don't think he'll continue to wrestle. Oh, that was know. a wasted opportunity too. Bo, the last time Bo Dallas wrestled was 2019 at yeah. Crown Jewel, and I think he's apparently he's prepared himself for a life outside of wrestling. Yeah, you he's know, much sure, much yeah. the way Ted Ted DiBiase Jr. did, right? Yeah, same, same thing. Bo Bo Dallas is gonna go hunt uh, Bigfoot and find the aliens. Yeah, he's a big conspiracy yeah. guy. I, I thought they could have done so much with him and Bray. At one point, and oh, sure. again, I think that was a ball drop there. Maybe the bow leave thing wasn't the greatest gimmick. They didn't give it a chance, dude. They didn't give it a chance. That's the it thing. Sure, it was, they did it all wrong. And, yeah. and the reason it worked in NXT was because they tried to make him a baby face, and the crowd turned on him, which when they finally went heel, gave him great heat. But they mm-hmm. introduced him as a heel. And 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 in WWE, and he just came a joke. They needed the, they needed to try and push him as a baby face, have the crowd turn on him again. You know that same psychology. It was the type yeah. of personality people would have turned on, and he could have had great heat as a heel. But when you had him just coming out like that, instead he seemed like a joke. So they instead of repeating what worked, they just they went in a different direction, and it didn't work. And he didn't get much chance. Uh, you know, that jiggling butt, uh, baby fat that he had, just, yeah. uh, that would kill him. Well, even B-team got more over, got over, and I don't think they wanted the B-team to get over. Oh, yeah. And they gave him the take titles, and then they didn't know what to do with it afterwards. But uh, Wesley Blake uh, was one of the guys, so just to go back to, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. if he is in the Indies, maybe, but uh, I think he probably transitions to a life outside of wrestling. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and Mojo, uh, Bo, I agree with. Mojo Raleigh, I think we're a little bit surprised about that because of the Gronk thing, but Gronk re-signed with the Bucks. I don't know I don't know if Gronk is planning to be a wrestler. I mean, he, who knows how long he's... I mean, at this point, I would assume Gronk's going to play football as long as Brady does now and see how long that goes with the Bucks. <laughs> so uh, I think Mojo will go on to something else. I don't see Mojo Raleigh around. I know maybe, maybe, well, maybe TNA with Zach. With Matt Cardona, sorry, but that's well. That's it. the thing. I kind of, I kind of think that he could end up in TNA or something like that because I think he loves wrestling. I think he mm-hmm. loves it, and I think he wants to prove that he never got that chance. And he wants. I think he's a very hungry and motivated guy. Well, those promos you know? were kind of unique, and we never got a yeah. payoff for them. No, of course not. You know, just because they're giving him promos doesn't mean they have a plan. You know, um, yeah, I mean, I, I could I think he's going to stick around and uh, and tr- and show up somewhere to try and prove that they made a mistake. And uh, I expect him to do well uh, wherever he ends up. Joel, I yeah, I think impact. And I mean, it, that is the one thing where you've got you had a guy that I think is is going to go out there and try to prove something, whether he's got anything is a whole other question but i i can see him impact and i can see him trying a few things seems like he's a bit of a creative guy where he wants to try some different things so by all it any any one of these talents could surprise us which is the nice thing and the nice thing is these talent have so many options to go out and do something 
So for someone like Mojo, let him go and let him see, let's see what happens. Uh, the next one is Tucker. Now this one, uh, one you talk about being relieved. This guy seems the most relieved today to be released, and he's like apparently ready just to go on every podcast and tell what happened. I mean, the last time we really saw Tucker was he screwed Otis out of Money in the Bank, and probably <laughs> assuming, oh, at least get the payoff here. Or it kind of reminded me of Crime Time when Crime Time paid off. It's like we're gonna have this big feud, and then nothing happened, and that's kind of what happened with Tuck. Nothing really don't, happened. Don't get me wrong. I don't. I, I have to admit, I don't see much in him. Like I, I get, either. I get why he was. He he uh, has good size and he's a good athlete, uh, uh, especially for a guy his size. He has a good uh, amateur background, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But he he completely he's the black hole of charisma. Just just completely lack charisma, which is why they were such a good team, him and Otis, because Otis, uh, you know, has his flaws in ring, but is charismatic as hell so i mean it seemed like i'm right uh, you know it seems to be a perfect match now he's going to go and like you say he's going to be in different podcasts i think he's going to try and stick around the industry but his lack of charisma is never he's never gonna i don't think make a big impact i think but then again a lot of people coach yeah i mean i could i think something like that could very well happen but uh I, i i do suspect when he tells his story we're going to get some news about that event in Saudi Arabia where everybody was kind of held hostage. I think we mm-hmm. might get some new insight there. He's the one that doesn't care because I don't think he cares about burning any bridges. Exactly. Does he? Yeah. He'll take his 15 minutes of fame and run with it. Joel, any thoughts on Tucker? No, I think you guys covered everything. Uh, Kalisto. Now we're getting into some names that, you know, will be really interesting to see where they go and have a variety of options. Uh, Kalisto, you know, he had the one really big run. I mean, the the the, the Del Rey off the uh, the ladder to Uso one time is probably his biggest WWE memory that we saw. He's interesting. Obviously, AAA is going to be open. I'm sure he's maybe had talks with Andrade about wherever Andrade went. I could see Ring of Honor for him. Uh, I could see Impact for him. I could, and I could also see AW for him. I'd love to see him and Phoenix go at it. And I'd love, I'm really excited to see Kalisto release like not under a wwe style like to do his own thing well that's that's kind of the thing with wwe is you don't have i don't feel like we've seen anyone's full potential in ring i don't i mean there's probably some guys that their peak is the wwe style and that's fine but uh someone like kalisto i think is going to benefit greatly from being able to kind of go and do his thing Will he set the wrestling world on fire? That remains to be seen. But he's definitely going to be in a better spot than what he was in WWE sitting in catering. So mm-hmm. as, uh, what was it? What was his name? Salil Del, Del Sol, something like that. Salil mm-hmm. Del Sol before he became Kalisto when he was in the independence. He was at the, uh, I don't know if you guys were there. Were you guys not there at the, um, the show with the uh, Calgary Stamp or uh, the uh, Stampede Wrestling. It was a revival show put on Is that by the Kenny one Hart. that had the Bucks and Kevin Nash on it? Um, the second the one, one had the Bucks and Kevin Lance Nash. The first, no, the one. Well, the first one was the one where Lance didn't get paid. They put on three in total. Um, right. So uh, the first one, he was there, and we were looking at him, and we're like, WWE needs to sign this guy. He's awesome. And they signed him, and, and it looked for a little while like they wanted him to be the next Rey Mysterio, but 
he suffered from so many starts and stops, even when he was a singles guy and was getting like shots. Well, yeah. I mean, even when he was getting like, uh, you know, title shots for like the U S title and stuff, it was starts and stops, starts and stops. He's way more talented than he ever got an opportunity to show. But, uh, and, and it's part of what is also part of why he failed is because WWE has conditioned their fans to think if they're small, don't bother getting behind them because we're not going to get behind them. They condition mm-hmm. their fans to think that way. So even when they do give a small guy a push, it's, it's, it's due to fail. Cause it's, it's, you know, it's their own doing, you know, after years and years of, of pushing that into the mentality of their, of their audience, the WWE universe. So, Kalisto is one of those guys, really talented. He's he's unfortunate that because of coronavirus, and it's in really bad shape in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know they're not running, and that's where he would be, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than yeah, he could end up in an ROH or something like that. But really, for him, I mean, uh, to go down now with the fame he got from WWE and 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 perform in Mexico will be the key. But uh, he's not going to get a chance to do that for quite a while. Yeah, Joel, thoughts on Kalisto? Uh, I, I think I kind of covered everything earlier. I, I, he's, he's got a, he's definitely got a few options. Uh, and I think, I think it'll be nice to see him without, uh, the WWE restrictions on him. Uh, next up, we talked about her decently, but Mickey James, look, obviously, you know, she is getting to the point where her career is winding down, but I do think she has some really good years left. She's one of the best women's wrestlers of the last two decades and i think that she was a valuable asset there uh it's here in nwa with her husband i think she'd be a great hand in in aw to have a veteran there which they kind of do need for their women's division they don't really have that all respect to serena d mickey james just carries a different name there but uh an impact also she has a career there so we could see her potentially go there i I think there's no shortage of places that Mickey could go. And also, I wouldn't be shocked with Mickey if she is in the Hall of Fame in the next two years in WWE still. Yeah, especially if she does decide to walk away and retire. Yeah. You know, which is a possibility. She may decide to just go be a mom. You know, she has her country music as well, right? Yeah, she has her country music as well. Maybe she's going to try and revive that. Yeah. Um, You know, I mean, something like that. Yeah. Uh, I really like Mickey. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think she's she's great, and uh, I, I think some having someone like her is just really really valuable. And when you have a young, I mean, we talked about all the young guys in in AEW, and we didn't talk about them all because we didn't talk about like you know Private Party and all the tag teams that are young oh, too. Wow, yeah. But there's, there's so also many. there's so many, right? Yeah. But there's uh you know there's a lot of young green performers that are female in that company as well. Yeah. And uh, having someone like that there just to help train and help put together matches and, and, and uh, work with them and help, you know, especially if they start to run more house shows, which, uh, you know, it looks like it's going to be the plan. Um, she could be really valuable, you know, helping someone like Red Velvet reach her potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And, and I, I, I think that would be great. Great spot for her as kind of a, a player coach. Uh, I mean, realistically, the Chelsea Green Mickey James feud can still happen, but it'll just have to happen in AEW or Impact. Mm-hmm. It's really, really simple because both players are free. Uh, in regards to Mickey, I could anything can happen with her. I, 
I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards probably retirement NWA, uh, but I can also see her doing doing a nice little run in AEW and playing that role of helping these women out and kind of filling that uh, uh, partnering up with Serena Deeb and providing that veteran leadership for uh, a very young women's roster that you know has has had their complaints and had their had a bit of an uphill battle at the start with AEW, but if you add someone like Mickey, I think that just helps helps your roster as a whole. And it, it it could attract other talent as well. So it it wouldn't be a terrible signing for AEW to do. And, I mean, Mickey has... I think Mickey will probably be in the Hall of Fame. They're growing thin on people to put in the Hall of Fame. So she's absolutely someone that could be there in a couple of years. But I think, time being, I'm leaning towards uh, NWA. But I think AEW is a possibility as well. Well, if she's in NWA, we've seen that there's a chance she could still wrestle for AEW. Yep. So, Which, yep, exactly. because everything kind of flow, flows a little bit easier in All Elite Wrestling. Uh, next one is Chelsea Green. To me, this is one of the biggest mistakes that they made. They never gave her a full chance. There were so many start and stops. She's with Robert Stone. She's not with Robert Stone. She's cheating with Deanna Peraza. She's not cheating with Deanna Peraza. She gets called up to SmackDown. She hurts her wrist. It's unfortunate. Okay, come back. No, don't come back. Okay, come back. Okay, you know, maybe you and Mickey should start something online. No, we're going to stop that. Uh, she's, I would assume, I mean, Impact, there's obviously a history there for Chelsea. Her uh, fiance is there, so that would make a lot of sense. And they still can obviously do the stuff with AW. I would assume it's Impact or AW, but wherever Chelsea Green goes, I think when we look back in five years, out of all these cuts, this could be the biggest regret WWE has. She's going to be a fucking star. Morning, Joel. Somebody, uh, yeah, yeah, I was waiting for Joel yeah. to jump in there. Mm. Uh, I, I thought, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll you know. You, uh, you go. I, when I see somebody that, that like... One of the things that really stands out to me here is you're you're seeing only releases from uh, from the main roster so far. No releases from NXT talents. Mm-hmm. I see Chelsea Green being released and someone like Aaliyah, who's been there for years as well, right. you know, and hasn't improved. No, is still there. And and I I wonder. I shake my head. I go, okay, so you got this person who's experienced and has shown an ability to get over and, and work with the crowd. She did that with, with TNA and showed some creativity and everything. Mm-hmm. And you're letting her go. I definitely think that this is, I mean, it seems to me most likely she ends up back in TNA, but uh, yeah. even then, again, if you're in TNA, doesn't mean you can't wrestle for AEW. Uh, you know, we see that we've seen that crossover again. Um, it's going to be, I agree. It's, it's an absolute mistake to let her go. Mm-hmm. Oh, it 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 was it was probably the second most shocking release because we've talked about what would happen if uh, Chelsea gets released. Josh has said it many times, where it's like, man, if if Chelsea gets released, it's going to be one of their biggest mistakes. And now we're sitting there, and it actually happened, which is is very baffling to me. And especially, look, you're you've got Charlotte Flair still. By all accounts, you still have Becky, you have Sasha, you have Bailey, you have Asuka, you have Io, you have Raya, and you have Bianca. But and Raquel, 
who is improved quite a bit. And Raquel. Yeah. Uh, but she's in NXT, so we're, we're not, yeah. we won't focus Probably, on her yeah. quite yet. Yeah. But you've got you've got those six women. I'm sure there's probably uh, others that I'm missing that could be uh, top level talent. Uh, but you your Ross six of them three of them could be gone in a matter of two years with Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha. And arguably those are your three top heavy top talent that you have. You really need to start building out other people and you've got you've got people that you can build into it i think bianca can slot really nicely into that role and really really carry the ball but you're gonna have to have other people around her and chelsea green is absolutely a person that you could have slotted into that top topper half for your your division solely based on her creativity and what you could have done with that so to not have the foresight to see talent and go hey we need to repl- replenish ourselves in a couple of years because there is a chance of this happening. And I mean, they should be planning for injuries anyway. So I, this Chelsea green cut is truly baffling and it just shows a very out of touch side for WWE because Chelsea Green's not someone I would release because she's going to burn you and she's going to burn you bad and you're going to want her back. And she's only 30. You know, and when you when you talk about all the all the performers they have that are older than that, including Bianca Belair, uh, you know, I, I I just don't get it. I have a conspiracy theory with it that I thought about or later. Uh, so she was one of the biggest performers against Tessa Blanchard being in the company, and you know, oh oh, oh that's. Funny you mentioned that because I think there was footage of Tessa, Tessa with, with Sasha and Bailey, I think as well. Yeah, so I wonder. I that did come to mind. Oh, if they do that. Now, now the that that creates the obvious question: Do you think Tessa can slot into that top three spot? She has the talent to do it, of course. How are the fans going to react to her? Do you think well, there's... I don't know. We've shown that your fan. I mean, WWE got so lucky not having fans during the their Me Too, right? The speaking out movement. They mm-hmm. got so lucky not having that. Uh, and it's going to be... And when it comes back, they're, I mean, they're, they, got, they got lucky in the sense where they can still use these guys because they're not going to have crowd boo them. But as we saw with Hogan this past week, they don't forget. So Austin Theory, Riddle and Dream are going to get booed when fans are back. And Tessa may be the same thing. How aware is our fans of Tessa's indiscretions, I wonder? Yeah. It's Hogan's, obviously. I don't, I don't think they are. No, but... but and oh, go ahead. The, the other thing with Tessa is how long ago it was. Because you think about how much has happened just within... And she's been oh, out of the spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it makes me kind of think it won't be... It won't be as bad, but well, this is what I think is going to happen. Is is you're right? It won't be as bad, and that's why they think they can sign her, and they sign her, and then somebody's going to bring it up again, and yeah. and post some screenshots again, and and there and that's when it's going to be okay. Now we pull her off TV, and then it becomes either she comes back in a six months or a year, or she never comes back. You know, it, 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 we've seen this pattern before many times. 
um, in the WWE. So, I mean, I, I think it probably won't be that bad at first, but somebody at some point is going to bring it up and bring it to their attention, bring it, give it a spotlight. It'll have more spotlight than it did before because she's in WWE. Yeah. It, I'm very curious to see what happens because she, she's are definitely a name. Like, and we, we've talked about her extensively, even before this being like a name that uh, we're surprised the company hasn't gobbled up and elevated. And I mean, when everything happened, she was about to win the world heavyweight title for impact. And now, now obviously she did, she did. And and she did. Uh, and now we are where we are. It's, it's going to be very interesting. That's just a conspiracy theory that I have, especially when it's it's a good one. It's a, it's a a good one. uh, Unfortunately, Chelsea's the biggest, was the biggest, uh, woman in WWE that spoke out against her. I don't know how Taya Valkyrie feels about her. Or Frankie Monet, um, because I I haven't I, I she never really spoke out about it. But I know Chelsea was vehement against everything that Tessa had been. She was the and said that she was not a fan of her. She didn't like her and didn't want to work with her. So they got yep. rid of one of the biggest speakers against her. But you know what? If Sasha is giving her an endorsement, considering what she's yep. accused of having said, um, yep. yeah. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, we move on. We got a handful of more cuts here. I'm gonna bunch these to get two together, even though I do think they could be separate. But the iconics, Billy Kay and Peyton, I, I think I can't speak about Billy 100%, but I think without a doubt, Peyton Royce is going to AEW. I don't think any of us question that, especially with Sean Spears there. I almost yeah, absolutely. Peyton Spears or not, I would assume Billy will follow her there, just with their you know their relationship and their story that they've had together. Uh, so I would imagine both iconics and AW, but definitely Peyton. And Peyton is the Billy is the more, is a fantastic entertainer. She is a long way to go in the ring still. Peyton, She'll never get there in the ring, dude. She's no, she's no. awful in the she's ring. Awful. But she gets her character. She can, she there's does. rules for people like this. I mean, I said I said that we were, during our messaging when we were yeah. messaging, uh, uh, you know, our, during WrestleMania. I said, you know, I mean, she may be a horrible wrestler, but she gets her gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know, like there is a role for people like that in wrestling, and uh, and you know her and and Peyton together that really worked in NXT. It didn't work as well in the main roster because they started having to be they were scripted more, right? Yeah. And and they were more annoying because of that's how they saw the characters, and it mm-hmm. wasn't as it wasn't as much fun as it was in NXT. I would love to see what these two could do together, but also, you know, I could see Peyton, like you say, with Sean Spears and that uh, maybe in the, the pinnacle. pinnacle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I could absolutely see her there. They could use a female member, so yeah, yeah very interesting um, to she see what happens with this. Doll. She could be the baby doll. She could. Yeah. And Cody can uh, wrestle her, and then Cody mm-hmm. can win her and make her his <laughs> slave. And... <laughs> Joel, yeah. I. For for me, if I'm Tony, I I I want both of them because I think I think you have you have these two, you you can do a lot with both of them, and I think like Morton said, there there's a role for Billy, and I think you could absolutely exploit her comedic timing and her talent and have her fill a role for you. She's gonna be great at BTE, and and that's the thing, and I mean when you have. Uh, the iconics that would harass Johnny, that mm-hmm. would harass Kenta, Kenta. 
you can have, you can have a bunch of stuff, and if the forbidden doors open, then you can send the iconics to New Japan. They can chase me. <laughs> like, and it'd be great. Like, no. It would be entertaining. It would be funny. There's more pros to bringing both of them in, and I think uh, it it doesn't hurt your roster. And yeah, them on BTE, like I mean, there's so many clips of them doing off-the-cuff stuff in post-match interviews that are just posted online where it seems like the talent has a little bit more freedom and you can just see the two of their comedic timings. And I mean, how they tortured poor Johnny it, and Kenta, it's just like that's stuff that you can cash into. That One of the things when... Because we, we had talked a little bit about just the state of NXT and that, that run that NXT had had, and I think you go back to some of the stuff that NXT did, like with Gargano and Ciampa doing the glorious bombs, and then you go to Peyton and Billy and stuff that they would do behind the scenes that you would get a chuckle out of. It's it's things like that that helped create an emotional connection to the, the talent and to the storylines and to the roster by proxy because you get to see everyone interact. I just think... If I'm Tony, I'm gathering both of them up because I think you can tap into what what made them successful and what made them an interesting act in NXT. Not yeah, everyone I, has to wrestle five star matches. Well said. No. Can I uh, can I ask you guys? Do you guys either one of you recall last year they had in AEW a uh, women's tournament, women's team, yeah. tag team tournament? Yeah. Uh, are we about a year away from that now? About a year out? Yeah. Mm, interesting. Just saying. Well, just well, saying. We could very well now have like Chelsea and Mickey could very well just be a team together, like Joel yeah. said. And we and could the see the iconics and yeah, yeah, exactly. Be a good place to debut some of them. Mm-hmm. So you're you're getting to that level. I mean, obviously with Reba uh, and uh, and obviously Britt could be a tag team as well. So you're starting to build up that, and even like when uh, you know with with uh in, in the dark order right when she gets back from injury i'm forgetting her name uh and yeah team right there as well so you're starting to build like a nice little women's tag division there if you wanted it yeah absolutely i could see you know i could definitely see it i could see nyla rose and jade Cardell as a team yeah you know oh, like I, yeah like i could see a, a lot of things here i mean there's a lot of a lot of potential and i mean like you sit there thinking about just feuds that could happen with some of this talent, like uh, Britt versus Peyton and Billy, and Britt Billy versus people. Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea. And I mean, who was in the All In Triple Threat match for the women? It was Chelsea. It was Britt. It was Tessa, and it was Madison Rain. That's right. Madison Rain's retired, I believe, right? Yeah, she's retired. I think she yeah. isn't she the um, color commentator now for uh, TNA. No, it's D'Lo. Or for Impact Wrestling. Is D-Lo. it D'Lo now? It yeah. was her. Yeah, it was her. Definitely and she was retired, her. and D'Lo replaced her. So I'm wondering okay. if D'Lo is going to be with Morrow for the Kenny match. I wonder. Yeah. So uh, we get to the final cut, which is the one that kind of started all this. And like I said, you know, Tuesday. I mean, Monday came around, and Verk takes the broadcast booth, and we see some more Joe still on the talent roster. Everyone's super excited. Joe's going to wrestle again. Yes, he's going to face Bobby. Maybe you have him versus Joe. Whatever. I don't care. He's back. Nope. He is uh, – and in some ways, while we're all kind of upset, 
it's just because we know how talented Joe is. If you're a wrestling fan, this is almost the best thing that's ever happened to you because now Joe can maybe be in the G1. He can be, he can be in AW. He can go back to TNA if he wants to. The sky's the limit. It's going to be a busy year for Samoa Joe, and he's healthy, ready to go, and he can also lay back and be a broadcaster and maybe be the guy that replaces JR and AW eventually. So, go ahead. So, Samoa, because I was the first one that, that saw Joe got released. I don't know if you yes. saw Emmy Morton, but I saw that and I was like, what are you doing? And then my other thought was, okay, good, this works. This is like absolutely what I wanted because Samoa Joe can do what Moxley did a couple years ago and potentially go on a mini little tour. And, I mean, Samoa Joe in New Japan, Samoa Joe in AEW, Samoa Joe on commentary. The man man can can do whatever he wants. He can go back to Ring of Honor if he wanted. Uh, and, I mean, this, this, this is one thing that it makes no sense to me. Makes no sense. If you ever, ever wanted to bring Punk back and lure him back with a story that he... Probably could have sunk his He didn't team. want it. He didn't want it. He, he, didn't, he didn't want the Joe match. I, he said he'd I, only wrestle people that he hadn't wrestled before. He didn't want to look in the past. He only wanted to look forward. Uh, I still think that that could He said made, that on the, um, whatever the podcast that he did. Uh, when they oral Sessions, was it? He did an Oral Just, Sessions, and then the one they did during, the, whatever the AEW, the StarCast. He did on StarCast as well. So oh, yeah. StarCast, he said that. In an oral session, he said that he's like, I'm not yeah, interested I, in the Joe He also match. said he he also said about uh, three years ago, he also said, uh, I'd wrestle Joe in front of 50 people just for the so, chance okay, to do it. You so, you, so, you know, maybe, I mean, maybe he's changed his mind, but maybe I still think the right situation, it could it could happen. Punk also said two days ago that he doesn't think the wrestling world needs him or misses him. So he's in that. It's always weird. Really? Because there was CM Punk chance during WrestleMania. It's always weird, these performers, like AJ, during the Rumble, I don't know if they're going to know me or cheer me. It's like, you're, you're AJ Styles, of course they are. It's weird that these performers just have this side of them, be like, yeah, I'm just not important anymore. It's just very weird. Anyways, uh, back to Joe, uh, what you're saying, Joel. I, like, you, he could have been a gateway to certain things. And I mean, the other thing with Samoa Joe is, you look at his promos, and the two that stand out the most is the promo that he cut in ring to Brock. Like, that just, the balls of Samojo. Like, and just Heyman. incredible. And the other one was the promo he cut on the five guys heading into WrestleMania 35, and Brian slinking out of the ring, and what he says to Randy, and the AA line to Jeff Hardy. And talks about Wendy. Wendy. Yeah. And the, 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 AJ's daughter, remember that one? Yeah. Like, Joe, like, this This is the one, this is the number one most baffling thing, because you know what you have in Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe is a certified name. He is, he is, he, he's Samoa Joe. Like, this, the fact that he never won a WWE world title is, is really a missed opportunity. Because I feel like you could easily had him take the title off Brock, done a little program, and then kick the title back onto Brock. And I don't think anyone would have complained. And I think Samoa Joe is freaking Samoa Joe. Like this, 
yeah, send him to send him send him to Ishi, send him to Abushi, send him to Okada. He might know Okada from another time, but we won't talk about that. You send him mm-hmm. to Kenny Omega, send him to Hangman, send him send him just to Eddie Kingston. I just want to hear the two of them cut promos back and forth. Send him to John Moxley. Like he can however much Joe does have left in the tank, I I think he can do a fair bit of damage. And I mean the he sent out a tweet saying that uh their big mistake was giving him money. Now he's he's got the money. He can go and do whatever he wants now. And I'm excited to see what happens with Samoa Joe. I know the pandemic is still very much going on and will will hamper and limit certain things. But I I think we're gonna hear some noise from Samoa Joe. In um, July. The the thing about Samoa Joe is um when I look at AEW, they already have more talent than they can put on TV, including a guy like Miro, who they have struggled to find room for, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, they already have more talent than they can put on TV. But Samoa Joe's a, 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 a no-brainer. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many years he has left, because uh, he has had injuries, he is older, and his body type and everything. But uh, I think he's got one or two good runs left in him. And you want to take advantage of that while you can. Now, if I'm Joe, what I do is I... Sign. Uh, I sign with New Japan if possible. Compete in the G1, and when the G1 is over, then sign with AEW. Um, yeah. So, so I get that chance to be in the G1 once, and then I get the chance to sign with the AEW, and 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 do everything there instead of because I think if you sign with AEW now, it would be very difficult for him to be in the G1, and that's what I really want to see more than anything. And if he's looking for the greatest challenge and the greatest uh, career highlight than being in the G1 would be it. Um, yeah, he's you can you can do so much with him. It's 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 unbelievable. I mean, I could see him with Team Taz again. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I could see him. Oh. Uh, oh yeah, like I could see him. Uh, you know, I could see him and uh, him, him forming his own team. Uh, him and Mox wrestling each other. I don't know if I'd see them as a team, but I could see him forming his own his own faction uh, because they love factions so much in AEW. Yeah, um, I could see him. You know, I could see him just no matter what. Like, yeah, it's because this is a guy. The crowd has always seen more in Samoa Joe than the than the the companies. Yeah, he held the ROH Championship for something like 300 days, very mm-hmm. early in his career. And then he held the TNA championship for, I think, three world championship for three months. Mm-hmm. Once. All those years he was in AEW or in TNA wrestling, uh, Impact Wrestling, I think eight years, he had one world championship for a total of three months, I believe. But only one good feud, really. Yeah, but really. Had, well, the, well the no, he had more than one good feud because yeah, he also had the feud with AJ and. Yeah. You know, when he first came in, he had great stuff. But but yeah. after that, it was just the, the angle feud. You know, after Kurt, there was really nothing. Yes. It's crazy to think that this guy has had the career he is and is as skilled as he is and is as over at the crowd he is and has had for the really one um, – really never really being given the ball to, to run with it. And uh, mm-hmm. I would love to see what he could do with it. Oh, uh, it, it'd be great. And I mean, 
when you look up Samoa Joe on Twitter, the number one thing is Samoa Joe versus Kenny Omega. So <laughs> people pe- people have an idea. People already have an yeah. idea. That yeah. would do minimum. All you would have to do is have Samoa Joe show up, point at the belt, you know, mm-hmm. get in the ring with him, get, do a, get face-to-face, point at the belt and leave. You could do that two weeks beforehand, then have him cut two promos backstage. Uh, you know, two or three promos backstage, like actually do that a month ahead of time before the pay-per-view, cut two to three promos backstage, have some sort of video, you know, of him working out and whatever uh, to pro- to hype it and go right to the pay-per-view, a minimum of 150,000 buys, minimum. Boom, yep. just like that. I just want to see him and Ishii beat the shit out of each other. I know, so do I. And Minoru Suzuki, I want to see him and Minoru Suzuki. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And the Okada story, like you mentioned, Joel, the Okada story writes itself. Oh, it would be so great. Just to hear so Joe great. promos uh, backstage for New Japan, that would be. Oh, it'd be so incredible. Like, do you do you guys remember when uh, him and Seth came face to face when Joe was on the commentary and we thought, oh, oh Joe, yeah, Joe's yep. coming off commentary. This is this is happening now, finally, and it just never did. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, fans see more in him than the companies ever have. Well, it's weird because Vince loved him on the broadcast, like because there was a few times apparently Joe had talked about he said i want to rest on it's like no you're too valuable to the broadcast desk but i do wonder if things finally came to a head when we hear everything of it he's like i don't want to do broadcast anymore i have too many years to wrestle please let me wrestle and he's like well we it don't could also be anymore it could also be that as an on-air talent he's getting paid a lot more as a wrestler than he would be as an announcer and they yep. wanted him to take a pay cut and take announcer money yeah you know and he and he balked and it led to this and there's a lot of things it could be yeah, it, it was definitely it, a curious one, though. Well, we we know the true winner of all these releases, right, Tony guys? Khan. Tony Khan. Yeah, it's Chris Jericho because he's going to have six months worth oh, of yeah. content for Talk Is Jericho. Oh yeah, easy. Be. And and Renee. <laughs> oh yeah, both easy. of them are going to. Yeah. Yeah. Are both gonna fill fill the air airwaves? I I think the real winner is the wrestling fans because I think you're gonna see talent be able to actually show they're talented. It's <sighs> WWE. There should be a point where we look at releases from WWE and go, okay, these talent there's there there has to not be a lot there because WWE is the pinnacle of professional wrestling. They are the best. But we know that they're not. And it's it's crazy that we do these shows and we go, how did they miss this? How did they miss this? Well, especially these ones, right? Yeah. And there's, like, there's, there's some like Bo or Tucker or Wesley Blake. You're like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah. And like even yeah. – like I don't get why they didn't release – like keep Chelsea green, but release Alistair Black, who's clearly not happy. Or Aaliyah, like Mo said, who's useless. Yeah. yeah. Like, you... you it's, easily... not, it's not there. It's not happening. No. It's... Not after six years with the company. No, it's just not happening. Like it's I'm just, it's yeah. baffling to me the choices that were made today, and it speaks again to the company as a whole. It speaks to the company as a whole, and... It's going to be very Jason interesting. Jason Riker, who's a piece of shit racist. 
Well, the the referee in NXT that uh, I believe they uh, his wife and him stormed uh, a Capitol building somewhere in Florida or something. Uh, they, that probably that, got him a raise. <laughs> like that Drake uh, Warts, I think his name is Warts. Like yeah. how he's still employed, Velveteen still employed. Like Austin Theory. Like you you go through the list of like. It's funny. He, I was thinking if Riddle would have been cut, none of us would have been like, what the fuck? We would have been like, yes. I would have just been yes because I don't have to see him on Raw anymore. Especially for Martin, now that he has to watch more Raw, he wouldn't have to see him anymore. I know, dude. Oh, Oh, man. And because I, I, you know, it's funny. In any other company, again, he has his, uh, you know, issues and I have his issues with him because of it. But um, as far as just an in-ring talent, this guy left to his own devices could be so over and so cool. Of course. And of course, and of course in, instead, he's the most annoying dork you've oh. ever seen in your life. Well, I hate him. Do you, do you remember when he was on the indies and we were like, this guy could be a superstar? Mm-hmm. Matt Riddle could be a superstar in WWE. This guy has, you just look at him and what he does for the indies. This guy has it and how quickly he grabbed it. He can only get better. This is a guy that, man, you get past the the pot and you're you're golden. And now he's... More importantly, Joel, how's about the halftime heat match? And look at where all those people were. And who we were like, that? holy sh... So who was all in that? Cole, Cole, uh, Ricochet, Black, Velveteen, and like, I remember just, and then there was that Madison Square Garden show afterwards, right? And I remember you and I had a talk particularly being like, oh my God, like the talent that they have right now, this is going to be such a bright future. And I don't know anyone from that halftime heat that's going to matter on the main roster. And I don't know anyone from that Madison Square Garden NXT show that's going to matter on the main roster. Well, I mean, you you look at it. Cole and O'Reilly aren't done. Cole was swearing up a storm as they were heading to the uh, the yeah. local medical facility. That was right out of Rocky Two, literally. That's the opening to Rocky Two. So mm. it's it you kind of you see that and you go, okay, well this isn't done. I guess you can do a loser leaves NXT match next. Uh, I really Roger Strong is resigned. I think he's going to SmackDown. He'll 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 be next to Daniel Bryan. So mm, ho- I don't see ho- it. Hopefully, ho- hopefully. But you gotta wonder what's what's next for him. Uh, I think Bobby Fish may just be done. Done. I think he might be done. By the way, Alistair Black, Ricochet, and Velveteen Dream. Defeated Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa. So the baby faces are all basically nothing. They're they're yeah. dead in the water, and the only thing kind of floating along for the heels it, that could be a main roster thing is Adam Cole, because I think Gargano is very happy being in the way. Oh and yeah. Be, I I don't. I mean, you could bring up Cole. Uh, you could bring up Gargano and uh, Candice, but I feel like that. That's a ball that will be dropped almost instantaneously, and it'll no, be. he's he's lifer in, in NXT. I'm not sure the Cole isn't either. You know, um, 
either way, the the point is when I look at NXT, I don't see that home run prospect at all. No, and the I man or women stuff. I do you? Diaz. I don't see. I, well, she needs to figure her character out. Who? Diaz. I I can see it with with uh, Diaz. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I don't. I just don't see it. You know, uh, Io Shirai would be the closest, but again, I don't. Hmm. I don't see anybody who is who's the person that I think. Oh yeah, that's the. That's the person that's going to turn business around, and I have seen that many times in the past. I've been like, oh, yeah. this person can help turn business around. You know, Kevin Owens can help turn business around. Shinsuke can help turn business around. You know, uh, Bailey can well, help turn business around. And, and, and right now, I don't see that single. Just it seems great like Walter. Prospect. It seems like Walter's coming to the main the main NXT now too, which is interesting. Yeah, well, once the pandemic is over, as they say. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we'll see well, what they happens. They teased it this week. Uh, all right, I think that's going to do it. I'm, I mean, unfortunate, you know, for these talent to get cut in the middle of a pandemic and not now work for 90 days. That part is always horrible. Um, but I don't think, you know, for some of these talents, I think they're going to have a long, successful career uh, going forward. Any last points here before we get wrap this up, guys? The Frankie Monet gimmick sucks and is going to fail big time. Yeah. As soon as you have a character, a character who's like uh, this high class woman, and then she rustles and she's covered in tattoos everywhere, this big woman yeah. covered in tattoos, it's a yeah. media fail. Yeah. Uh, how how we never got Samoa Joe versus the Tribal Chief, head of the table, the robe, like that's... we got a raw, but we never got to, uh, we never got a proper program. I think we did we get it on a backlash well. match that almost made me quit rest, watching wrestling for eight months when Joe jobbed out to Roman in that match, and everything made sense for Joe to win that match. Yeah, that's right. I remember, remember that now. Yeah, yeah. They like, didn't have a proper feud, but they did. They did face each other at least. Yeah, I, I, I think this current incarnation of Roman, it's an, it's an easy storyline, and you, ha- you have the roles reversed. Joe's the baby face. He's the rogue Samoan he's he's the one that uh is kind of just on his own and now he's trying to disrupt don't stop it you're making too much sense I know keep in mind this is the company that managed to screw up Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles I mean Wendy horrible and Samoa Joe versus AJ Styles all you have to do is say, this person's wrestling this person. It's going to be four and a half stars. Come watch it. And he never won the title during that feud. That it's just, no. I, I never understood that. I was like, eventually this is going to end with Joe getting the title, right? Nope. Do. Yeah. All right. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, folks, cheers and enjoy the day, people. Goodbye. And good night. Bang.